0: Rachel, that's it's all about this morning, and uh, that's Jesus. Tell me the story of Jesus. So, in that, a blessing. I so appreciate that that message. Just simple salvation a thought there. Revelation chapter 18. Uh, you have your place, and you're able to stand with us. Would you stand? And we will read together the, the first portion of this chapter. Revelation chapter 18, I want to begin here at verse number 1. And it reads And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled filled, fill to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. I want you to go back to verse number 4. And uh, there's the statement here in the middle of the verse, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sin, that you receive not of her plagues. And I want to give a a thought here this morning, uh, just practical to, to you and I, is don't be swallowed up by Babylon. Okay, Don't be swallowed up by Babylon. And that's the practical application that I'm going to bring to us here this morning. If you'll join me. Let's go to the Lord in, in prayer. And uh, we so need the Lord here today. Father, I thank you this morning already that you have been in our midst. Lord, thank you for what we've just heard in song that you gave yourself. Well, That should have been me. That should have been each of us. And Yet, Lord, you loved us. You shed your blood. You gave everything that we might have the gift of eternal life. Lord, would you help us this morning? Somebody here today that needs this message. Lord, help us to learn from your word, from the Bible. So many today are gaining their information, their knowledge from the news media, from the educational system. But Lord, we need to hear from your word. We need to hear from your spirit. Would you have your way in this service? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. As you're seated, uh, very quickly, back up with me to Revelation chapter number 16 and verse number 19. Revelation 16 verse number 19. Uh, At this particular point in the book of Revelation, we are near the end of the tribulation. uh, That seven-year period of history that is given uh, to bring about the repentance of the Jewish nation. And here at the end of the tribulation, toward the end, we come to this statement. And he was divided into three parts. And looking uh, at the context, that's Jerusalem. And the cities of the nations fell. But notice the statement, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God uh, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Now we go to Revelation chapters 17 and 18. And we see here the fulfillment of that prophecy, God's judgment on Babylon. During the time of the tribulation, the sins of Babylon will come to full fruition. Uh, Look with me, Revelation chapter 18 and verse number 8. And uh, the statement is, Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, She shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. So God's judgment will be swift. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 18, verse number 19, in one hour is she made desolate. Uh, That judgment will be long in coming, but when it comes, it will not take long to complete and to bring it to full fruition. In light of of God's judgment, God warns His people, as we read in chapter 18, speaking of Babylon. He says, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. In other words, come out. Don't participate in her sins. uh, Flee her judgment. It reminds me of what God spoke to Lot. Lot had taken his family to Sodom and Gomorrah. God sent the angels and said, Lot, uh, you need to come out of Sodom because I'm going to bring judgment upon Sodom. God took Lot, his family, his wife out, his daughters out, and then the judgment of God poured upon uh, the land of Sodom, uh, fire and brimstone. And to hear God is telling His people before the judgment upon Babylon come out. But I want to make this practical for us today. Don't be swallowed by Babylon. Now let me give you a description of Babylon, just repeating some of the things that we've covered. We looked at the historical perspective of Babylon. And we've seen in the past that Babylon represents the religious, the political systems that are opposed to God. Uh, Babylon is first introduced to us in Genesis chapters 10 and 11. Uh, Nimrod, uh, he was the rebel. Uh, he was a type of the Antichrist. He gathered the peoples of the earth to the plains of Shinar. Uh, There he built a political and religious kingdom in opposition to God. Uh, We know of the Tower of Babel. Uh, In that Tower of Babylon, or Babel, there was introduced a world government with Nimrod as the head of this government. Uh, Introduced an occultic, idolatrous religious system. It was a false hope of salvation. It was a a tower built to heaven, an effort to earn man's way to God without the blood sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe history will verify that the false religions of our world today can point the roots back to Babylon. Uh, Man's effort to earn heaven, building towers to heaven apart from the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, back in Genesis chapter 11, God judged Babel, and Nimrod. Genesis 11, verse number 5, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and the children of men builded. And there we read that God confounded the languages of the world. At one time all of the world was of one language, but now we have thousands of languages and that would date back to Babel. And at that time God scattered the peoples of the earth and I believe at that particular time we can find evidence that the continents were formed and God scattered the peoples of the earth to various locations and that was God's judgment during the days of Nimrod. Now, as we follow the history of Babel, we come next to Babylon during the days in the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon conquered Judah. Uh, They destroyed the temple, slew many of the Jews. They took captive men like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we're going to look at uh, that this morning later. Uh, But they took them captive, the best of the people, into the land of Babylon, about 800 miles uh, from the city of Jerusalem. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was a powerful king he ruled much of the world in his day uh, the city of Babylon uh, during his rule was known as the golden city uh, It was a very elaborate beautiful city the wonders of the world uh, golden buildings riches untold elaborate gardens, uh, fortified walls uh, over 200 feet in height that you could uh, cross those walls with chariots. And uh, it was said to be the unconquerable city, though we know differently uh, because the Persians uh, came against the city of Babylon and conquered it. In the midst of the city of Babylon was a tower uh, that reached to the skies. That tower was a temple of Baal worship. And uh, that would be taken from the days of Nimrod. That was Nebuchadnezzar that erected a golden image in Daniel chapter 3. And he demanded uh, that all would bow before that image. And that will be similar to the the Antichrist during the tribulation that all would worship uh, the image of the Antichrist. That's the historical perspective of Babylon. But there's this tribulational perspective Uh, The principles of Babylon have continued through history. Again, it's a false, anti-God, religious and political system. It's the occultic pagan worship. It's wicked government, political leaders demanding absolute loyalty and authority. Uh, we can see uh, principles of this in Alexander the Great and the Caesars of Rome and, and then men like Napoleon and Hitler in more modern times. And, and during the tribulation there will be a culmination of all of this. Uh, Revelation chapter 17 uh, verses 1 through 8 Uh, We have a description of a false religious system, a one-world church that will reject the Lord Jesus Christ, and that one world will promote the worship of Antichrist. Look with me, Revelation 17, verse 5. It it kind of describes uh, this world church. Upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, the abominations of the earth. Now, interestingly... Uh, We're living a day when the pieces of this religious Babylon are being put into place. Somebody sent to me uh, a little video clip of uh, a movement called Chrislam, taking Christ out, Chrislam, and it's a combination of uh, Christianity, and again it's not true Christianity, and Islam. Uh, Near Dubai, uh, there is a temple that is in the process of being erected. And this temple will house an area for Islam, an area for Judaism, and an area again for false Christianity. This is happening right before our very eyes. So we have the religious Babylon and we're seeing a movement towards a one world church. And that one world church will reject the deity of Jesus Christ and take upon itself a false worship and it will be a Babylonian occultic system in an effort to build a tower to heaven to earn a way to God. Uh, then we move in Revelation 17 verses 8 through 8 description of a political Babylon and that's a one government uh, a revived Roman empire a ten nation a European confederacy through which the antichrist will rule. That government headed again by Antichrist, those pieces of that government are rapidly falling into place. I mentioned recently a term, and it's becoming more and more prevalent, it's called the Great Reset. If you hear that, uh, that Great Reset is an effort to move us towards a world government. Uh, We're in the process, and you wonder what's happening in our nation we're in the process of seeing the economies of our world collapsing. Uh, I believe that we are soon to enter some major food shortages if the Lord doesn't, uh, if the Lord tarries his return. Um, there have been uh, a lot of different aspects concerning fertilizers and uh, and transportation and Uh, A lot of aspects, uh, there have been the burning of food processing plants all across the nation, a lot of different things that are taking place, and not just in America, but this is happening on a worldwide scale. You say, Pastor, that's all conspiracy theory. Well, no, these are facts. That's not conspiracy. Those are things that are actually happening before our very eyes. Uh, We have an energy crisis that's taking place today and you wonder why gas prices are heading upwards and I don't think we've seen the half of it yet. There are areas of California, gas is now over $7 a gallon and and they're saying by the end of this thing it's going to go over $10 a gallon. A lot of things happening. Uh, There is an effort, in fact our president uh, just uh, signed into uh, being a bill that uh, will seek to accomplish a one world currency. Uh, by mid-December of this year. Now, what is all of this? This is the Great Reset. And Let me express that there are wicked men right now ruling the world. Uh, wicked men. These men are not for God. These men are against God. Uh, these men are moving in a direction of creating one crisis after another to bring the world under their control. Uh, can I say, and I've said this uh, many times, COVID was not an accident. It was a pandemic. It was one piece of the puzzle to put all of this together. Uh, the current inflation is uh, one, another piece of the puzzle. Uh, the war with Russia and the Ukraine, these are pieces of the puzzle uh, that are all fitting together. More pieces of the puzzle and all moving us in this direction of this one world government that's described in the Bible. Now, that's the description of Babylon. Now, as we move through these chapters, there's the destruction of Babylon. And during the tribulation, God is going to bring this Babylonian religious and political system to an end. And that end is going to be certain. Again, back up Revelation 18 and verse number 2. Revelation 18, verse number 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen. Is fallen, and I think double-dose because of the surety of it, but also political and religious Babylon fallen, and become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit, the cage of every unclean, hateful bird. Verse number five, for her sins have reached unto heaven. And this reminds me of Genesis 11, where the tower of Babel reached to heaven, and the sins of Nimrod reached to the heavens, and God came down and confounded and brought judgment against the. Babel of Nimrod just as God will bring judgment against this Babylon of the time of the tribulation. Uh, Reward her in verse number 6 even as she hath rewarded you double unto her double according to her works and the cup which she hath filled fill her to double. In Revelation if you back up to Revelation 14 and verse number 8 and uh, we had previously the mention of this judgment against Babylon it will be certain And so in Revelation 14 verse number 8, there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So that judgment against Babylon will be certain, but that judgment will come very swiftly. Go back to Revelation chapter 18 and verse number 8. He says, Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And he goes on to state in several passages here in Revelation chapter 18 that in one hour, that swift judgment, God would bring judgment against Babylon. Now it's interesting to see the reactions to this judgment as we move on through Revelation chapter 18. You'll have the reaction of the lost. Uh, Look with me in verse number 9. We have the monarchs or the kings and their reaction to this swift judgment. Verse 9, Revelation 18. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication live deliciously with her, shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And so you see here the the monarchs or the kings will mourn the loss of this Babylon. Uh, Verse number 11, he speaks of the merchants, the merchants of the earth, keep and mourn. By the way, let me just throw into you this thought Uh, What if Wall Street were to collapse today? Can you imagine the reaction or the response of the merchants of the world and the corporations of the world and the businesses of the world and their reaction to the collapse of Wall Street? And that will be such with Babylon of the tribulation time. Notice this, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones, and of pearls and fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet, all fine wood, and all manner of vessels of ivory, all manner of vessels of most precious wood, of brass, iron, and marble, cinnamon, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts, sheep, horses, chariots, slaves, souls of men, the fruits of those are uh, 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 The fruits uh, that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. All things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple, scarlet, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, in one hour, so great riches is come to naught. So we have the monarchs mourning. We have the merchants mourning the loss of this Babylon. Then the mariners or the shipmasters. Look in verse 17. every. Sh- For all the company and ships and sailors, as many as trade by sea, stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is likened to this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein was made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. That's the reaction of the lost to the destruction of this city. There's weeping, there's mourning their sorrow, because their hopes are dashed in a moment of time. Let me just throw this thought here this morning. If your hopes are in lands and riches and homes and jobs and things of this life, in a moment of time it can be taken from you. But if your hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ... He can never be taken from you. and This is why Paul the Apostle made the statement, I have learned in the prison house, whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul says, my contentment is not in my riches or in my wealth. My contentment is in my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have here, this becomes very evident, the contentment of the world is based upon this world system. It's going to be destroyed in a moment of time. Uh, Then we have the reaction of the saints. It's one of rejoicing. Look at verse number 20 of Revelation 18. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone. And this is the fulfillment of the prophecy in Daniel chapter 2 where that stone, the Lord Jesus Christ, would be cast upon the toes of that great image and they would be destroyed and made into dust and the Lord Jesus would establish his kingdom. He says, cast into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, shall be found no more at all. And the voice of Harper's music, Pipers, trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of the millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and by thy sorceries, and by the word that word sorceries there is pharmacies, pharmaceuticals. And uh, you'll find the wealth of the drugs of this world and even the pharmaceutical companies today and they control so many of the elections today and uh, the power that they have were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. So we have the two different reactions. There's the mourning of the lost, but we have the joy of those that are saved, the saints of God why is that so important? That judgment upon Babylon is the indication that Jesus Christ is soon to establish His kingdom. And the kingdom of Jesus Christ will be a never-ending kingdom. This judgment will either take place right at the end of the tribulation or with the return of Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 19. That's the destruction of Babylon. Now, that was all free. I want to get to the heart of our need today. And I'm not going to have time to complete this thought this morning. We're going to build upon it. I want to encourage you to be back tonight because really uh, the the message, the importance is going to be here tonight. I want you to see the departure from Babylon. Look at chapter 18, verse number 4. Here's a word to the tribulation saints. He says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues, just as God removed Lot from Sodom. God says to the tribulation saints that they should flee Babylon. Now with Babylon, they were to flee both the false religion of Babylon, that paganistic worship of Babylon. And the Bible says, What concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Friends, listen, you cannot mix true Christianity with paganism. It cannot work. Salvation is all of Jesus Christ. It's none of works. It's none of sacraments. It's none of man's efforts. Jesus paid the price in full. And you cannot... You cannot mix paganism and Christianity. And that's what's happening today. Our world is seeking to mix paganism and Christianity. It's heading towards a world church, and Christians must come out and be separate from that paganistic Christianity, false religion of the world. You've got to leave it. And God says to these saints in the tribulation, come out of her, my beloved. Uh, But that's also the political economic system. See, God's children during the time of the tribulation are not going to be able to take the mark of the beast. I want you to back up to Revelation 13, if you would. And we've preached through this section of Scripture. In Revelation 13, verse number 15, speaks of this a false prophet. In the time of the tribulation, he had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all both small and great, rich, and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And by the way, the technology is already present to bring that about. And uh, there is a big movement towards transhumanism today and to make man into a computer and I believe take away the free will of man during this time of tribulation. No man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, the name of the beast, the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. His number is six hundred three score. we find here is that God says His people are to come out. His children cannot partake of that uh, judgment. They cannot partake and worship the false image. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we're going to get to them a little bit tonight. They wouldn't bow to the image. Uh, they could not worship that image. There are some things that God's children cannot partake of. There are some things that you cannot worship and be a part of. Now, here's where we're going. Turn your Bibles to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. I want to give us an application Today to you and I. We mentioned in the beginning, don't be swallowed up by Babylon. Babylon is quickly moving upon us. We are being bombarded on every side today by this system. It's paving the way for the coming Antichrist. I've come to discover that most of our news today is nothing more than propaganda. What our news today is trying to make global citizens out of us. Our news today is shaming anyone that speaks out today. Everywhere you turn today, you're hearing the terms climate change. That's false science. Uh, You're hearing about a Green New Deal. Uh, I heard the story, a teenage girl. She was warning uh, others they should no longer fly. She was asked the question, and she told somebody specifically, you shouldn't fly to the Fiji Islands. And somebody asked her the question, when was the last time that you flew? It was a couple of months ago. Where did you fly? To the Fiji Islands. So she was warning, because of climate change, we should no longer fly, but here this message is for the elites today. And uh, there's a difference today in the minds of those who rule and those who are being ruled I've heard the statement, and world rulers have made recently this statement. We're going to bring you to the place where you have nothing, but you'll be happy about it. They're talking about no private ownership of property. If you're following this climate change agenda, they call it Agenda 3030. It's an effort to take 30% of private property away from individuals by the year 2030. No ownership. Uh, electric cars. Just be blunt, this is a farce. It takes more energy to produce a battery for an electric car than that electric car is going to save Uh, the mines that have been dug to build or get the cobalt to build the batteries for these cars. This is that effort of environmentalists to bring world control. Uh, They want to take away your carbon footprint. Make all of you vegans and no meats, and on it goes. Uh, Now, where we're going, and and please listen close, our school systems today are in the process of building global citizens, Uh, teaching tolerance. I've heard this over and over, teaching tolerance. All that is is you're intolerant to anything that goes against their system. You can tolerate anything that goes in that system, but anything that goes against the system, anything that goes back to the Bible, we can't tolerate that. Shaming those who don't comply or go along with the agenda. There's a school teacher right here in our area that uh, is shaming students who speak out favorably uh, uh, for Christians. And we're having this over and over. Now Daniel chapter 1 don't Be swallowed by Babylon. I want you to go to this chapter and we're going to learn some things that are so important. Babylon is moving quickly upon us. Don't be swallowed by Babylon. Let's look at Daniel's circumstances. In Daniel chapter 1 verse number 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and to Jerusalem besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, into his hand and part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. Did you notice the land of Shinar? That's where Nimrod built his temple. To the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, the king's seed, of the prince's children, in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, skillful in all wisdom, cunning of knowledge, understanding science, such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. Now Daniel's circumstances, his nation was facing God's judgment. Daniel loved his nation. Uh, that's taking place in America today. Uh, our world system is under the judging hand of God. Now, in the land of Judah, the temple of Daniel, where Daniel would go and frequent, was destroyed. That's heartbreaking for Daniel. Uh, Many of his people, his family, were killed, left dead in the streets. Uh, Family members were slain. Uh, Daniel was taken captive, his freedom taken away from him. Homes and lands taken from Daniel. We're seeing that in America today. And I state this, we're no longer a Christian nation. Uh, We showed here recently, July 4th, the Francis Scott Key and the background of our Star Spangled Banner. Some of our people posted that on Facebook. It's truth, but they received a little message, a disclaimer that that was not accurate history. That's what's happening. We're changing history today. See, Babylon is upon us. Babylon came upon Daniel. It was not by Daniel's choice. Daniel was a godly man. Daniel loved the Lord, but Daniel was not swallowed up by Babylon. He was taken to Babylon. He lived in Babylon, but Daniel didn't get swallowed up by Babylon. And I believe this is the message we must hear today as we're looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ. We see Daniel's training Uh, uh, Verse 4, Daniel 1, Children in whom was no blemish, well favored, skillful in all wisdom, cunning in knowledge, understanding science, such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, whom, notice this, they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. They had their names changed to the pagan names of the gods of that land. They were given the paganistic anti-Christian education. Uh, They were given a training that was contrary to the things of God. That's what's happening in America today. See, the messages going forth in our world today are again preparing for a one-world religion, preparing for a one-world government, preparing for a Babylonian society. Now here's Daniel's commitment, Daniel 1, verse number 8, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Some things Daniel could not control. But one thing he could control, his walk with God. Now can I say that there are a lot of things that you're not going to change. There is a movement taking place. And a lot of things you're not going to change, but you can do this. You can walk with God. You can be a real Christian. Daniel would not be swallowed by Babylon. He would not leave his God. Now you study this, most of his fellow Jews followed the Babylonian system. Most of his fellow Jews just fit in with the crowd. And can I say, I'm seeing this across Christianity today. Most people are fitting in with the agenda and have no idea what the Bible even teaches today. They followed the flow. And this is my burden as I'm watching major changes happening in our world today. Most are being swallowed by Babylon and they don't even know. 60 to 80% of young people raised in churches after high school leave their church. I read an article, College Students Lose Their Faith. And This article is talking about a big percentage of college students uh, within two weeks after going to college are denying their faith in God. That's the Babylonian system of today. Even higher percentage for Daniel's friends. Now here's what I want to close with a thought, and we're going to build upon this tonight. What kept Daniel? How did Daniel keep from being swept by Babylon that we're seeing happening across America today? What kept Daniel? And I want to give you three very simple principles that are so crucial that I want to encourage you to write these down and put these into your life. Number one, Daniel didn't get bitter at God. He didn't get bitter at God. It would have been easy. So much happened in his life. He was taken into captivity. His freedom taken from him. I think there's evidence made into a eunuch, which means that he could never have children. He was given pagan training. But it's evident that you study the life of Daniel. He trusted God's providence. He believed in God's promises. Now studies show that many leave the faith, do so because they get bitter at God. We're having in America today a crisis where homes are being torn apart and we have young people that are bitter because of the divorce within their home, bitter because of the homes they grow up in. Uh, We have a lot of people that have suffered abuse today, going through difficulties, disappointments. Uh, One man, I talked to him personally. He lost his job, and he blamed God for that, and he was bitter at God, and he said, God must not exist because God didn't hear my prayer. See, Daniel, if anybody could have grown bitter, it would have been Daniel. But Daniel believed God. He trusted God. He didn't lose that anchor of his faith. Number two, this is so important. Daniel didn't compromise his convictions. You see, a study of those who used to believe in God but have turned, you will find that in the studies there was a moral failure. This is what happened to many college students. They got to college and there was this free sexual idea and agenda. And there was the moral failure and then they did not know how to confess that, how to repent, how to be made right again with God. And can I say here this morning, every person in this auditorium has failed. And it's so important to know how to come to Jesus. And if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. See, Daniel drew some clear lines, but Daniel was not perfect. We know that Daniel, uh, like all of us, was a sinner. And he knew how to maintain his walk with God. And that's so crucial. Number three, and this is where we're failing in our churches. (laughs) Daniel knew what he believed. He had a biblical worldview. He was taught a paganistic culture, learning a Babylon. That would have included evolution. It would have included idolatry. It would have included immorality. But Daniel knew what he believed. He shared in Sunday school that I think one of the benefits of Jeremiah's ministry is that when Daniel was a little boy, here's Jeremiah, this old prophet of God, that had so little fruit but he preached the word of God and it seems very clear Daniel was familiar with Jeremiah and Daniel had a biblical worldview, and it's very clear I think that his parents had instilled within Daniel this heart for God. He knew in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. He knew that we did not come from monkeys. He knew that he was not an accident. He knew that he was fearfully and wonderfully made by God. He knew that God had a plan for his life. That God God had a purpose for His life, and as Babylon bombarded Daniel, Daniel had an anchor that he would not flee from. And here's what's happening: is many today have their anchor in the news media, or their anchor in the educational system, but it's not an anchor in the truth of God's word. Now, as Babylon is bombarding America, it's evident that many. With no biblical foundation open to the lies of the media. And on and on it goes. Daniel wasn't swallowed by Babylon. Here's the blessing. He stood firm. Oh, we need today some young people that will be firm in your convictions. You're going to know what you believe and why you believe it. Uh, you're going to have to stand against a system that's going contrary to God and contrary to the Word of God. And when God has somebody like that, adults, young people, when God has somebody like that, friend, you'll be creamed. that'll rise to the top. You'll be a Daniel that'll make an impact upon the world today. We need some Daniels today. Daniel stood firm. And here's a blessing. Daniel served under this regime and became a vessel. I think Nebuchadnezzar got saved because of the testimony of Daniel, and Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, Daniel suffered, but through it all God was there with him. So don't be swallowed by Babylon, come out of her, my people, is what God says to those during the tribulation. Let's bow our heads, go to the